What's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. It's Tuesday, June 25th, a week till Spider-Man Far From Home comes out in theaters. Um, But we have a packed schedule for you today, so let's get right to the news. Um, The tariff, tariffs are just the latest reason for tech companies to move out of China. Um, and this makes sense. I mean, typically you don't want to have to pay tariffs when you're um, shipping your labor off to tech or actually tech company. Well, I don't know. Depends on if the tech company is in China. But regardless, labor is cheaper there than it is here. So that's why typically companies like to move there first. Um, but you know, this isn't this isn't exactly surprising. Tariffs do that, and you know, so we'll see how that works out in the end for the for tech companies and the trading industry and all that. Um 7-Eleven is going to start delivering to hotspots, including parks, beaches, and other public locations. Um, 7-Eleven's not your average convenience store anymore that you can just go in and do whatever. So, that's going to be interesting, I would say, (laughs) to say the least. Um, But, you know, um, it's... It's cool, I guess, um, that 7-Eleven's trying to branch out into this world of delivery. Um, I don't remember what it said offhand um, about the like what exactly they were delivering, because it, it'll be on their like um, mobile app, so... Um, but, um, you know, well, I, I don't think really think there's any negatives really to 7-Eleven starting to deliver things, you know, but uh, I don't I mean, I don't know for sure, but we'll just have to give it, give it, give it a sh- download their, um, app and just test out their delivery just to see what happens. I mean, you don't have to stick with it. Just test it out. See how it goes. You know, you never know. Um, life had a chance on Mars after giant meteorites stopped hitting it 4.4 billion years ago, apparently, or according to a study. (coughs) Um, but I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know if that's going to actually wind up being, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm not a scientist. I didn't study the planets and life and how that correlates and, you know, um, but it would be nice to think that life could have been on Mars, you know, um, I mean, actually who knows still though? I mean, it could be, I guess it could. There's a possibility, you know. Maybe we just haven't met it yet, you know. 
So <laughs> this gets into a whole aliens discussion thing for me. Um, I fully believe that aliens exist, you know, <laughs> we're getting into conspiracy theories now, but, um, I fully think, I mean, I, I haven't, I just personal experience. I think aliens exist. I mean, the universe is too big, not to, for us to be the only ones that live in it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, this was not the tan. This was not where I was expecting to go with this conversation. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but here we are. Um, talking life on Mars or possibility of it and aliens and conspiracy theories, man. We, we can talk about aliens all you want, but I got to move on because, you know, I got to, I'm hard pressed for time. I got to keep, keep it down to, uh, on the can't be too hard. Um, more than a dozen of the richest Americans say they want to be taxed more or say tax them more. And they, that was their message to 2020 presidential candidates. And I'm thinking, wow, thank you for actually stepping up and saying this. Now, whether the candidate itself is going to do it or whoever gets elected president next year actually does it is a whole different issue. Um, I don't know if they would actually do this because, I mean, we do we definitely need to tax the wealthier a lot more and stop taxing the little, uh, people that make little to no money, you know. Um, it, the, this, the, the, um, the wealth disparity in America is completely outrageous. Um, and I don't, uh, to be fair, I don't think taxing the richest Americans are going to help that really. <coughs> um, I mean, sure, it'll have more money for stuff, but, I mean, how's that going to help the little people in the end, you know? Um, just doesn't make sense to me personally, but I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that for the politicians to debate and talk about and the financial experts to talk about how that would affect us moving forward. Um my last bit of news for the day, Paris is planning flying taxis by 2024. Five years away, it's possible, I would, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not possible, but I'm not just going to downright say it's not going to happen, you know. Um, but, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Right? Um. Um, the, well, I guess the worst that could happen is that, um, these flying taxis are a huge bomb and they, they just don't work or something like that, you know, or, um, say they're, um, it takes you to the wrong place or 
it malfunctions and you don't <laughs> you don't want to be in a flying taxi if if it stops flying i would assume um i think that's a pretty safe bet on my part <laughs> um but you know <sighs> People thought we were supposed to have flying cars by now, and that's not really it. We have self-driving cars. We don't have flying cars. But I guess we have five years to figure it out. (coughs) Or at least that was the deadline Paris set for itself. I don't know if they're going to follow it or not, but we'll see as we move forward if technology can reach flying taxis and flying cars by 2024. Who knows? We'll see. Just stay tuned. Keep your keep your eyes on the lookout for that in the news and stuff like that. Just something to keep your eye on, you know. No big deal or anything. Um. So yesterday, Women's World Cup. The U.S. tried to scare the crap out of me by trying to lose to Spain. We did not play a good game. It it wasn't a pretty game at all. But the U.S. came out with the win 2-1, to one, thanks to two Megan Rapino penalties. Um, we out-attempted Spain 12-5, to five, had 54% of the ball possession, 78% pass accuracy to Spain's 72%, and both teams had a yellow card. Luckily, none of our team has gotten two yellow cards yet, and the yellow cards get wiped out after the quarterfinal. So... If we can avoid anyone that is on a yellow getting a yellow in the quarterfinal, we should be fantastic moving into the <coughs> what we got to beat. Well, speaking of, Friday, 3 o'clock, Fox, France, USA. The freaking matchup we've all been waiting for. We thought it was possible. Both France and the U.S. won their groups, and both had trouble getting through the round of 16, but they got through and now they're going to face each other in Paris in the Parc de France in the quarterfinals at three o'clock on Fox. One of the favorites of the tournament is going to go out in the quarterfinals and you got to be shitting me, bro. Um, it's ridiculous that they have to play each other in the quarterfinals on Fox, but whatever. Either the hosts move on to the semifinals or the have the number one team in the world continues their um <coughs> their trip to repeating as World Cup champions. Oh boy, you all better be tuning in at three o'clock on Friday on Fox. I'm telling you right now, that is going to be the matchup of this World Cup. I don't think any other matchup will come close to this unless it's U.S.-Germany in the final. But my word is this going to be fun. Um, Well, it's not going to be fun for me because I know it's going to be close as crap and I'm going to be having heart attacks left and right during that game. I already know it, but (coughs) that's a topic for Friday. Um, Sweden actually took out Canada one to nothing out attempted Canada nine to eight three corners for Sweden to seven for Canada 
46% ball possession for Sweden, 72% pass accuracy to Canada's 77%, and Sweden had two yellow cards to Canada's one. <coughs> um, I don't think anyone has gotten suspended yet again. Nope. So, oh, we're good there. Um, but the last two quarterfinals are today. At noon on FS1, we have Italy versus China in Montpellier. Um, oh, you know, oh God, this is so hard. I don't know who to pick. Um. I'm gonna go with Italy. Something there's been something magical about the UEFA or Euro European teams in this tournament, so I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, didn't say Italy beats China. Now at three o'clock in Ren on FS1, the Netherlands take on Japan in the last quarterfinal. I mean, excuse me, last round of 16 game. Um, Japan's just not the team that. We thought they were, or they're still rebuilding. Um, so I fully anticipate the Netherlands to win this game. I'll go so far as to say two to one Netherlands, not in extra time. I don't think they'll need extra time for this. <clears throat> personally, that's just me personally, but let me know. Well, can't let me know what you think unless you actually listen to this before the games go, but whatever. Um, anyway, so there's your World Cup recap and preview. Um, let's go to the Gold Cup. Bermuda gets their first w- in, in their in Bermuda's first appearance in the Gold Cup. They get their first win ever at the Gold Cup against Nicaragua last night, two to nothing. Bermuda was outshot 13 to 15, 43 percent ball possession, eight corners to Nicaragua's nine, 84 percent pass accuracy to Nicaragua's 83 percent, and the one yellow card to Nicaragua's two yellow cards. And congrats to Bermuda for earning their first win in the Gold Cup in their first appearance. That's absolutely fantastic. You love to see it now. That game didn't matter because neither team was going to advance out of the, into the quarterfinals, but it was important for one of them to get at least a point. Well, they would have both gotten a point if they had drawn, but whatever. <clears throat> All right. And then in the nightcap, to see who would play Canada and Mexico in the quarterfinals, Haiti took down Costa Rica 2-1, to one, was outshot 11-13, 32% ball possession. I can't tell you how mind-blowing it is that 81 with only 32% ball possession. Three corners each. 88% pass accuracy for both teams. And one yellow card for Haiti to Costa Rica's two. Um, this was massive. Because you know what that sets up? Um, Haiti now plays Canada in the quarterfinals in Houston on Saturday. And Costa Rica gets Mexico on Saturday in Houston. Costa Rica, Mexico should be a semifinal, not a quarterfinal. So Haiti, Haiti has a real shot at a semifinal here, unless Canada decides to step up. 
but we'll preview that on Saturday when the Gold Cup quarterfinals roll around. For now, on to Group C tonight in Los Angeles. <clears throat> Honduras has been eliminated from Group C, so there's three teams vying for the two spots to the quarterfinals. Um, the first game at 8 o'clock, we have Jamaica versus Curaçao. Um, I see Jamaica winning this game. I don't think they... I think they're just the better team. Um, I it, I just really don't see them challenging them in any way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, not challenging them. I They could challenge them, but I don't think they're going to come away with a win. I think Jamaica's got this locked in, and they'll win the game. But at 10.30, ugh. Honduras takes on El Salvador, and El Salvador is probably going to have to win in order to move on. Well, I mean, I'm a draw might work, but you would rather have the three points than one point, right? So <clears throat> I fully anticipate it being Jamaica and El Salvador moving on to the quarterfinals. But please give me a shocker, and Curacao makes it through somehow. They can't make it through in a draw, so... They have to win. They have to beat Jamaica, but I don't think it's going to happen, like I said. So we'll see what happens tonight in L.A. Um, you know we'll preview that tomorrow, like usual. Um, College World Series Finals last night. I was wrong. Michigan took game one, seven to four. So Vanderbilt has to win tonight to force a game three tomorrow, or else the college college sports season ends tonight with Michigan hoisting a championship. So nobody wants that. Well, I don't want it. I'd rather, I still want my national championship pick. Good. Kumar Rocker, who threw the no-hitter against Duke in the Super Regionals, is taking the mound for Vanderbilt in Game 2. So we'll see. I think Vanderbilt will pull this off and get – um. Get, force a game three tomorrow, which, oh, that's going to be fun to watch. Especially considering the fact that I um, I, don't, I won't have soccer to cover. Well, that's not true. I have the U.S. The US men's national team tomorrow for the Gold Cup, but that's a topic for another day, I guess. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I think Kumar Rocker will come in and do his job shut down Michigan, and force a game three tomorrow. Man, it's going to be a set. Oh, man, the college sports season ends today or tomorrow. Man, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> um, but the 2026 Winter Olympics were awarded yesterday, and Milan, Italy won the vote to host the 2026 Winter Olympics. So good for them. Good for you guys. Um, uh, we'll see what happens when that rolls around in seven years. Uh, well, like, wouldn't it be in February? You know, I don't know. Let's look it up real quick. Uh, um, where are you? 
Where are you? Alright, dude. Oh, for the love of God. Just let me look at what I'm trying to look for, dude. Come on. Uh, this one. <coughs> oh, it'll be... Never mind. It's in less than seven years, then. That was a pretty cool-looking design. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway. We're less than seven years out from that, so there you go. You ever you want to go see Milan, Italy? <laughs> go watch the 2026 Winter Olympics in February, or February of 2026. Um, Jeopardy champ and professional gambler James Holzhauer, you remember his historic run on Jeopardy? He's going to debut in the World Series of Poker, which doesn't shock me at all since I know that he is a professional gambler, so you know. This doesn't shock me in the slightest. Um, shouldn't shock anyone, really. Um, but on to some Premier League news. Um, Rafa Benitez is out as Newcastle United's manager, and he's stepping down. His first, he was there for three years. Um, in his first year, um, <coughs> They won the championship, finished first, and moved up to the Premier League. Second season, they finished 10th in the Premier League. And last season, they finished 13th in the Premier League. So they're back in the Premier League again this year. But they're going to have a new manager now. Let's see how this affects some of the high... Uh, my, my U.S. men's national team boy, DeAndre Yedlin. It's unfortunate, Yedlin. He he can be a little abrasive at times, but I I like <clears throat> generally I like his play for a defender. So he's one of those defenders that you'll see move up the pitch, become more of an attacking defender. You see it all the time nowadays. That's just how soccer is now, but that's fine. I'm okay with it. If your defender can score goals too, that's even better. Um, where are we? Oh, boy. The Yankees homered again yesterday, thereby tying the MLB record for homers in consecutive games with the 2002 Rangers. 27 straight games now. And who are they? They were playing the Blue Jays, so they're probably going <clears> to <throat> – they're honestly probably going to break that record tonight. So, eh, probably. I mean, I don't know, honestly. We'll see, but um, um, who's let's see, who do we have any? Oh man, Jake Arrieta is pitching for the Phillies tonight against the Mets. Um, but, uh, dun, dun. oh yeah, the Yankees are definitely getting that um record tonight. The man that's pitching for the Blue Jays is 0-3 with a 7.46 ERA. I think they've got it. I don't think there's going to be much of a problem there. Oh, David Price is on the mound for the Red Sox against the White Sox. Max Scherzer's on the mound for the Nationals against the Marlins. 
Shane Beavers on the mound for the Indians against the Royals. Hey, look at the Cubs rook that we just brought up. Albert Alzale is pitching for the Cubs tonight against the Braves. That a boy. Good, uh, glad to see it. <clears throat> Zach Davies is pitching for the Brewers tonight against the Mariners. Um, Bumgarner's pitching tonight for the Giants against the Rockies. Wow, the Giant man, he is three and seven. Wow. <coughs> Why is he so bad? Anyway, moving on. We got three stories left. Um, ticket prices for all going back to the USA France game on Friday. Ticket prices have skyrocketed. The average ticket now is in the $2,000 to $3,000 range, with the most expensive ticket on the secondary market at $11,398. Like I said, this is, this is the showdown we have been waiting for since the draw was announced. And the pots were, and everyone was put in their place, and you know, whatnot. We have been waiting for this game. This is the one you have to be ready for. This is going to break, <clears throat> this will probably break every TV record for views on the Women's World Cup. I have a feeling. <clears throat> Now, like this World Cup has been marred by VAR, and I'm not going to get into that now, but um, the popularity of this World Cup has been outstanding from what I've seen. Um, it's definitely breaking records on the TV front. It's not breaking anything on the tickets front or revenue and whatnot, but... <clears throat> good to see that the ticket prices are skyrocketing though um because that just shows you how important of a game this is there's the entire stadium will be covered in red white and blue but will it be france uh, entirely france or majority france fans or a majority american fans i'm very excited to find out on friday afternoon <clears throat> oh boy are we gonna have some fun on Friday. Um, but anyway, some softball transfer news. This isn't exactly the biggest softball transfer name out there. This is just one that intrigued me personally because she pitched against JMU softball. Um, but former Hofstra and Syracuse pitcher Sophie Dandola is transferring again. <laughs> Third third year, and she's going to be at her third different school. She's reuniting with Hofstra, her old coach at Hofstra, Larissa Anderson, at Missouri. So maybe going back to her old her um her first college coach will reignite because I I didn't hear anything about her at Syracuse this past season. Um, honestly. If I'm, if I'm being quite honest with you. Um, <clears throat> so, um, but 
Um, whoa. That's 2020, bro. I didn't want their 2020 roster. I wanted their last, this past year. Jesus. Oh, there she was. Um, <clears throat> like, I just didn't hear anything about her, you know? She was so good for Hofstra two years ago when they beat us in the CAA title, which uh, that's a sore subject. I'm not going to bring that back up. 5-1-7 ERA. She was 5-7. and seven. Wow. Holy cow. Okay. So that maybe she wants to reconnect with Larissa at Missouri so that she can pitch back to where she was when she was at Hofstra. Um, <clears throat> wow. That's incredible. That's a huge difference. Um, but anyway, on to my last news of the day, um, sports news, the world's favorite and, um, biggest club tournament, the UEFA champions league is back today with the preliminary round. Um, and it's literally playing right now. We have San Marino's Trey Panay. I could be very wrong in saying pronouncing that, but that's fine. And Andorra's FC Santa Coloma are about to hit halftime right now, tied at nil-nil. Um, <clears throat> and there's one more game in the preliminary semifinal round later at 2.45. Um, but it's going to be fun. Um Always love to see the tournament, you know? Uh, so, we'll see. How, we'll keep up with that as that goes along, of course. And they just hit halftime. But, um, thank you for listening today. Have a good day. And we'll be back tomorrow with new content.